Here's something I hadn't thought about until recently. Your body is your very own house, minus the ridiculous tenants' fees and cramped space for one-bed city flat. It keeps you warm, safe, alive, and carries you through the difficulties, challenges, ups and downs of life and growing up. It helps you get through breakups with bad boyfriends, protects you from the flu you picked up wearing nothing but a beer jacket on a night out, and gets you up, albeit sometimes reluctantly, every morning for work. But sometimes that house has a difficult landlord, a puzzled, unreasonable homeowner that takes those things for granted, who becomes fixated not on the house's functionality and purpose, but how it looks and how others might look at it, and suddenly that becomes far more important than what's going on inside. Before my metaphor goes too far, I want to ask why and when do we start questioning everything about our body, this home, on such a superficial level? Why do all our amazing qualities quickly become boiled down to our exterior and whether it meets the expectations of not only ourselves, but the impossible ones of others too? Why do we sit online admiring people who have access to the world's most elite personal trainers, expert dietitians, surgeons, stylists, management teams, hairstylists and makeup artists and make it those people who we inevitably choose to consciously pit ourselves against? It's an unattainable standard that we'll never be able to reach. So why do we do it? With a new online survey conducted by the Mental Health Foundation, finding that a third of adults have felt anxious because of body image concerns, it's clear the pressure we're applying to ourselves, led by social media, is unsustainable and completely unjust. When asked, when did you first, if ever, feel aware of how your body looked? Grace from Sevenoaks said, Age 12, a boy I'd been texting called me the big one. From then on, I was constantly aware of how I looked and what people thought of me. For me, other than that initial comment about my ears, there certainly wasn't one standout moment when I started becoming aware of the way my body looked. It was a sour cocktail of moments that told me, from about the age of 11, when I started secondary school, that strangely to me, yet according to society, my body wasn't purely there for functionality. It was hearing the conversations of relatives weighing themselves in the bathroom scales that suggested self-worth could be defined by a number, Believing that whether or not a pair of jeans fitted could be the measure of my happiness with the way I looked and how, from such a skewed viewpoint, it felt easier to change my whole body than to pop back to the high street to replace the damn denim. Being told when I started developing boobs and soft curves where I had been straight up and down that it was probably puppy fat, which I'd just lose anyway, as if it was a bad thing to have in the first place. Christabel from London says, I remember when a relative said, Ah, she's lost all the puppy fat in my early teens. We've grown up with people thinking it's okay to make flippant comments and it's really a reflection of the diet-obsessed culture we live in. I used to be obsessed with reading celebrity weights in heat and comparing my measurements to models. Now I realise how damaging that was. Remember that it's an age-old system with outdated body measurements that's the issue, and not you. 